Hello, everyone. Welcome to Gambling and Rambling. We are in week 12 of the NFL season. Today, I'm joined by Alex Kellison and Nick D'Angelo. Uh, we will be going through the picks of the week, going through each game, and then also DFS in this one podcast. Uh, so stay tuned. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit longer one, but you know, we'll get through it, give you some winners. Um, hopefully, you know, you can uh, go through the DFS site with us as well and pick out, again, some winners as well. We Last week, uh, we did pretty well. Well, I did pretty well, I should say. Um, had a couple 100... lucky calls there, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, uh, when you fade a game that's as highly anticipated as the uh, Chiefs, Cowboys game and you stay off of that um you know you can win some money this week I'm not entirely sure what that that game will be probably the Rams and the Packers is probably one of the highly most anticipated game of the week but with that being said uh we will start off with um recapping Thursday night hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving um extra turkey this year yeah <laughs> it's pretty good now, turkey's overrated. We faded turkey in this household this week. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> turkey, turkey's just overweighted. Just overweighted. Just one of those things that, you know, you just, it's just not the same as it used to be when you're growing up. So you got to get a deep fry. You got to deep fry. Yeah. Deep fry turkey. Or I'm, I'm, just afraid, yeah, I'm just afraid that we're going to set the house on fire doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see that happening in the metal household. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we had some good records cook up. I must say, over Thanksgiving, I think half of us went two and one, and the other half one and two. So not all that bad. I think we all probably missed the Bears, except for PB. Uh, he took the Lions just because he's trying to be different. I think, but uh, you know, what do you know? Man, Nagy fails us once again. Uh, if the Bears, if the Bears didn't start to Thanksgiving. Yeah, if the Bears didn't play chicken shit football at the end of that game and like knee it out with you know on the five yard line three times, that that would have been. But you know, a win's a win. Uh, wasn't pretty, but uh, you know, all that matters. All that matters is that one win in the win column. Yeah, and and the Bears aren't totally out of the playoff run at this at this point in time. <laughs> in the hunt, in the hunt, in, in the hunt. That's all you need at this time. And. Uh, late November, early December. So um, with that being said, let's jump in to the uh, to Sunday games, uh, the slate. The uh, start off with the early game, we're going to be talking about Steelers and Bengals. Steelers are opening up at minus three on the road in Cincy. Uh, very surprising, actually, considering, you know, Steelers haven't looked that great. They came on pretty late in that game against the Chargers last week. They, uh, they looked better. I mean, they were hung with them for sure. Well, they were down a lot, and I think this it kind of played, you know, into the Steelers' hands. The uh, the Chargers were, you know, up a lot. Couple two, a couple turnovers really uh, flipped the game on its head. There, I think it, you know, kind of let the Steelers back in. But yeah, no, Tomlin's a good coach. He capitalizes on mistakes, so you can never count out the Steelers at the end of the game like that. So, no, you, no, you definitely, one. but. Yeah. So it seems like Big Ben kind of figured it out too. Like, well, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know if he figured it out or if the Chargers were just playing the prevent defense. It's it's yeah. week by week now with them. So I, I'm I'll, I'll be interested to see how this game goes. Division division game. We got you know it's 
opened at three and three. It's now down to minus four and a half uh, to the Bengals. So Nick, what what do you like? I like the Steelers side on this. I mean, the Bengals kind of came out of their bye week last week, a little flat. Um, I don't don't know. They didn't look that great. They weren't clicking like they were before that bye. And, you know, like we just talked about, the Steelers are always going to keep it close. So especially if four points here, I think it could be a matter of a field goal, just it being a division game. So I'm, I'm leaning on the Steelers side this week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. I think, uh, you know, these two teams see each other twice a year, obviously they know, uh, what, what both sides are about. Um, you know, interdivision games usually stay pretty close. And I think, I think both of these teams are actually, you know, fairly similar talent wise. I think the Bengals in the next, let's say three and five years are going to be much better than the Steelers. Um, but I think at this moment in time, it's it's fairly equal. So I'll I'll take the points here as well. I'll go uh, Steelers four and a half. Yeah, I think I'm on the same side of you as you guys. The uh, Steelers are getting a little bit healthier. Um, I'm pretty sure um, Watt is playing this week for the for the Steelers. It's back in. Both coming off. Well, I guess the Bengals won last week against the Raiders. Chargers coming off a you know fought hard fought game for uh against the chargers both teams need to keep winning to play off race or to win that division i just think four and a half is a little bit too many it's points. too much yeah it's just for an interdivision game i think it's just a little bit too many points um you know the Bengals, their offensive line is their weakest point of their team Steelers have one of the best D lines in the league. So I'm going to be taking Steelers plus four and a half here as well. Yeah. That D line cam Hayward's 32 years old and he's like ranked the number one D lineman for like half more than half the weeks this year. So, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, TJ Watt. Yeah, him and water back. Yeah, so, so I'm looking for the but, defense to make a stand. Yeah. And I, I also lean the uh, the under in this game under 40. Uh, right now it says it's 45. I I lean under that just for the way that both teams play. Um, you know, interdivision game high over unders are just it's not high over under, but it's mid tier. I just like the under in this game as well. Um, and uh, even though we don't got PB joining us, he did send us his pick. So I'll uh, I'll just sprinkle those in here. Um, PB took uh, Bengals minus three and a half, and his rationale there was Steelers suck and injured. <laughs> cool, so, great analysis from us. Uh, so now we have our fade PB pick. So yeah, there it the is. Steelers today. Yeah, there it is. All right, let's on move to on. The next to the one game. We got Panthers going to Miami. Uh, the spread opened up at minus four and a half for the Dolphins. It's now. Minus one and a half for the Panthers. Is it safe uh, to say that defense is back? No. They've had a couple good games in a row. I don't know. No. They're looking good. No. No. I don't <laughs> – I, I think Cam Newton's, like, in a prime time spot to just make a bunch of mistakes. Um, I'm going with the Dolphins here. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I like McCaffrey. I think he's obviously the best player in the game. 
And their, you know, Panthers defense is pretty good too. Stefan Gilmore's been a nice addition there. He's fitting in pretty quickly. But uh, I don't know. I just like the momentum of the Dolphins. I think they're still playing for something. Um, Panthers, I don't know. Cam, Cam being back might not have been the best thing ever. Well, the Dolphins have to win this game. Both teams have to win this game. To be in yeah, the they're both in it. But... So, with that being said, I, I just – I'll take the better defense, um, you know, with the Panthers. I think Cam Newton really wanted to win last week, obviously – you know, they fell a little short, um, but I think the Panthers have a better offense than the Dolphins. I trust Cam Newton as much as pains me to say more than Tua. I don't think Tua is the, the guy there in Miami. I think he's just kind of a, a placeholder at this point in time. He'll win the games, but, you know, he's not impressive when they win. So I'm going to be on the Panthers minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Corey. I think the Panthers are better on both sides of the ball. Like their defense is clearly better than Miami's defense. And on offense, even, you know, I mean, toss up, you know, Cam Newton and Tua, you know, like both not the most ideal options at quarterback, but you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got DJ Moore, um, you know, Robbie Anderson hasn't been playing great this year in terms of like fantasy production and all that, but uh, just in terms of, absolute talent wise I think Carolina is better on both sides of the ball um, and I think that once they get a lead here they're just going to run it with CMC and Cam the rest of the way and uh, I think that they definitely cover what's basically a pick them uh, at one and a half so I'll, I'll take the Panthers, Panthers and lay the points yeah um, PB here is on the Dolphins uh says that they're still motivated for a playoff spot. They lose this game and they are done. The line's inflated with Cam playing, and he thinks that the Dolphins should be favored. You know what? I think PB's picks are going to be very evident of the Saints needing help, especially after, last, <laughs> especially after last night. So we will probably see if there's an AFC team playing an NFC playoff team or in the hunt. Uh, PB's probably <laughs> yeah. on that. He's team. going AFC all day. Yeah, so, all right, moving on, uh, we got Eagles going to the G-Men. Um, line opened at minus three. It's now up to minus three and a half um, for the Eagles. Uh, Alex, what are you thinking here? This is a tough one. Um, I, you know, this is the type of game where you've got the Eagles coming in off of, what, two or three at least two in a row, two wins in a row, two good wins, you know, putting up 30 points, I think, uh, in two of the last yeah. three games. And the Giants looking horrible, Jason Garrett getting fired. So Daniel Jones is, and that offense is going to have to run with a new play caller. Um, everything, everything about this game makes me want to take the Eagles. And that's the reason I think I'm going to go with the Giants here. <laughs> um, I think it's probably – uh, you know, fade me season, um, at least fade my brain season. So, you know, in another divisional matchup, I'll, I'll take over a field goal points wise. So give me the Giants plus three and a half. Yeah, Alex, I think uh, you should have gone with your gut on this one. Uh, the, <laughs> the most important factor that you're leaving out is the new play caller that you had mentioned is Freddie Kitchens. I actually did not so, know that. 
I did not know that. That changes a lot for me as a Browns fan. <laughs> I just left a moment of silence, a little mic drop right there uh, for good reason. RIP to the Browns, um, Freddie Kitchen years, right? No chance that this guy's beating Eagles. Like, they're actually pretty hot right now. I think they, they're gunning for a playoff spot, so they're not going to let the Giants get in their way. Um, yeah, give, give me the Eagles on this one. Yeah, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. Fade Freddie. Uh, you hear the name Freddie Kitchens. You run the other way. Um, I, the Eagles, like we've, you know, everyone's touched about, Eagles are trending in the right way. Jalen Hurts is starting to look like, you know, an NFL quarterback. He, you know, obviously it's, it's only his second year. He's only played like. I think what? they finally have a reliable receiver and Devonta Smith, like the guy puts up. 80 to 100 yards every game they finally have a playmaker to throw to which I think is a good change of pace for the Eagles and you see it immediately opening up the run game for Miles Sanders it's like crazy how one player can just transform that offense Uh, takes a lot of pressure off the run that offensive line too is playing amazing they're they're probably a top 10 offensive line uh Jordan Maylada the uh the Australian rugby man. He's like 6'8, 350 pounds, just a mammoth human of a left tackle. And he is just leading the charge, just pancake after pancake. We saw him post on uh, social media this weekend. His new location is IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not betting against that guy this week. Yeah, no, I, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you there, Nick. I, I think the Eagles, again, trending right direction, minus three and a half. This is a must win for them. And I, and I think they do it pretty easily. The Giants, you know, just fired Jason Garrett. Their offense is not shown to be, you know, the offense that they thought we, uh, that we all thought they would be at the beginning of the year with all these weapons. Uh, Danny Dimes just doesn't seem like the NFL caliber quarterback. So with that being said, I am, I'm beyond the Eagles minus three and a half. Yeah. And, and you guys definitely swayed me. Um, I didn't realize Freddie <laughs> Kitchens was, was taking over. Taking over the, yeah, I, d- I did not realize Freddie, the Freddie Kitchens, Kitchens was stuffing there. Really does change. That was, here's the here's the other piece too. No Sterling Shepard, no Kadarius Tony, and Saquon is questionable for the Giants as well. Um, oh really? Three, yeah, they're three top playmakers. So uh, yeah, between that and Freddie Kitchens calling the place for them, I am. I'm going to flip here and, and roll with you guys and take the Eagles. I, I didn't know they were without all those people. That's yeah. That's even with that offense, like with all those people in, they didn't look that great. And then now that everyone's you know, questionable or even out. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it would, it'd be very, very hard to take the giants there, but um, that might be a good teaser spot to move the Eagles down at a six point teaser um, for people to think about as well. Um, but Moving on to the next game. Uh, it's actually a pretty uh, enticing game here. We got Titans traveling to New England to face the 7-4 Patriots. Uh, Titans coming off a disgusting loss to the Texans. And the Patriots looking like uh, a playoff caliber team, caliber team here, uh, you know, putting up a uh, – stinker of a game against the Falcons or Falcons put up a stinker of a game and I'm shutting them out. Um, the spread for this game is down to Patriots minus six at home. It's uh, now actually minus seven. Here. Oh, it's I'm just seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That's what I'm seeing as well. Yeah. DraftKings. 
So what this you, is what kind of an saying? interesting one. I mean, seven points feels like a lot for this game, especially given the two records of the of both these teams. Um, for that reason, I'm I'm going to go with the points just because I think it could be close. But at the same time, I I mean, Tennessee really only has one option right now on offense, and it's AJ Brown. We know Belichick is really good at at teams that have one superstar and kind AJ of isolating Brown. them out of games. Yeah. What? AJ Brown's not playing. So they have nobody on offense. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me the Patriots minus seven. They're a wagon, anyways. <laughs> this is this is a tough one too. I, obviously, once it once it got to seven, that's not not ideal. Like if yeah. you if you had been able to grab this, and when it was at six and a half, uh, obviously much better here. But I, yeah, without AJ Brown, um, what's tough is I think that Vrabel has always given Belichick good games. Like they've always kept it fairly close. From you know my just memory alone, I haven't looked up the stats or anything, so I could be wrong. But um, Vrabel, uh, uh, he's two zero against the Patriots. There you go. Okay. So, um, but also probably pretty different situations, you know, Derek Henry's playing in yep. those games and probably healthy AJ Brown. Um, so uh, I think, you know, like we were saying in the Eagles giants game, you've got two teams who are trending in different, very different directions. Um, I know the Titans, you know, were off to an amazing start uh, combating all those injuries the toughest strength of schedule to start the first half of the season and still uh, coming out right now is, is the number one team in the AFC, right? Are they still in the one seed? Yeah, they are. Even after that horrible loss. Um, All that said, I think, I think that the Patriots uh, defense and run game is going to basically dictate the pace of this and they're going to have the ball for a majority of the game. And I think that uh, they can cover that, that seven or at least push it. So I'll take the Patriots my seven. Yeah, you know what? I wish this was a game where um, both teams would just lose, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to pick one, Corey. Pretty sure two weeks ago I said I would never bet on the Patriots, nor do I want the Patriots to ever succeed. Uh, Just with, you know, back in the day with Peyton Manning going, going against Tom Brady and the Patriots just, you know, ripping our hearts out of our chest every year. People don't forget. Yeah, no, but the way people are, teams are trending right now. I know the Titans, you know, they still have the record tiebreaker of the Colts. Um, as a Colts fan, I need the Patriots to win as painful as, um, you know, is for me, is that to say, but uh, for any chance the Colts to win AFC South, the Titans have to lose games. Um, I think the Patriots right now offensively are, more talented than the Titans. The Titans, you know, without Derrick Henry, no Julio, no AJ Brown. How good is Ryan Tannehill? I don't think Ryan Tannehill is that good, you know, to make Westbrook and Kini, Chester Rogers, and Marcus Johnson, you know, these top receiving threats. So, Gross. yeah, it's it's not good there in in the Nashville. So, give me the Patriots minus seven at home. Um, it definitely could be a closer game than that. Over under right now is at 44. Um, I, I lean under there, which, you know, usually when you lean an under that, you know, of that size at 44, usually you want to take the points. But I just, I think the Titans just have a better team 
right now than the Titans. So Titans minus seven is is my pick. Pats minus seven. Pats minus seven. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, do we have a do we have a PB pick for this one or? Uh, PB went with the. Uh, he said Patriots minus six and a half or seven. Uh, Titans suck and decimated with injuries. So we are <laughs> we are all on the Pats for this game. All, right. all on the Pats. So bet the Titans. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, kind of a stinker of the week. Uh, this might take it. I think there's maybe one more game that maybe take the Dust Bowl of the week, as Alex likes to say. But we have the Falcons traveling to Jacksonville. Uh, this is a minus one spread for the Falcons on the road. Jacksonville looks bad. Falcons look bad. It's a bad game overall. Um, Nick, lead us off with this bad game. You guys want to just flip heads or tails on this one? I mean, <laughs> not much I could really say. Um, I don't know. The Falcons – put up I think six total points without Cordell Patterson and uh, he's finally back so I think that offense might have a better shot at scoring some points now they have uh, Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts pretty much it so I'll go with the Falcons Jacksonville's terrible yeah there's definitely two dust bowls this week this is definitely the one, one of them the first one we're covering here of the two um, I honestly like don't have any sort of analysis on this uh, and I'll, I'll go back to what I said a couple of weeks ago with the dust bowl I'll take the points just because I think both of these teams are so bad that I'd rather be on the side getting points so I'll go Jags plus what is it plus one or plus two it's plus one right plus now one. well that's what the sheet says so yeah it's plus one plus one so yep yeah I think in this scenario, it all comes down to quarterback play. Um, and I rather trust a veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan, who, you know, previously has won the MVP. He's on the road against the Jaguars, rookie coach, you know, rookie quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to go on. I, I just think the Falcons are a better team than Jaguars. Jaguars are bottom, bottom tier team. Falcons are a little bit above that. Not much higher, but you know, I I, I like the Falcons more with their uh, their leadership being on the road than the Jaguars at home. So I will I will take the Falcons minus the one. So yeah, we'll we'll be split here on this. PB's rolling with me. Jags plus one. Uh, he doesn't think they should be underdogs at home. Okay. All right. Very nice. All right. Moving on to which could be. Could be the game of the week. Um, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to my Indianapolis Colts. Colts are home puppies at plus three here. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys open it up just because you know which way I'll be leaning. So uh, I'm more interested in, I think everyone else would be more interested in what you guys have to say than what I have to say. I'm surprised that the Colts are underdogs. At home, um, that I think that's like the the most surprising thing. I I have to take the points because I think they're the better team right now. 
Um, and I think maybe if you could get him at three and a half, if people start going Tom Brady crazy, might get lucky. Um, give me the give me the Colts. I've, Jonathan Taylor's probably the best football player in the NFL right now, or at least he's playing like it. Um, so it's it's pretty hard to to kind of fade that. On the other hand, Tom Brady has all his weapons healthy, including Gronk. Um, he's coming back. He's not. One no, more week, that, that's all right. I mean, he's still got Godwin and Evans. I think those are the big guys there. Um, and then Gronk is kind of his nice third option. So, I you know, I, I think they're they're good, but can't stop the Colts right now. Yeah, yeah. If Nick, if you do want to, if you are going to bet that, you should you should take that now. I think there's a good chance that this line moves to uh, minus two and a half. You think it goes the opposite way? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think people are going to start betting the Colts uh, today and tomorrow morning. Um, I think it could get moved to uh, two and a half. And this, I do think this is probably going to be the game of the week. Um, I am, I think, going to bet it, but I am going to wait because I think I'm going to roll with Brady and the Bucks. As much as uh, it's hard to take uh, a road favorite, I think after last week, you know, they played the Giants, but I think we saw um, the Bucks kind of turn it on and basically start their second half of the season, um, which is when they start to really pick it up and put it together. We've got a healthy Gronk back, which is obviously Brady's favorite red zone target. Um, if it does, if it does move to, to two and a half, I will be betting the Bucks. I'll still take the Bucks at minus three, but I probably wouldn't bet it if it doesn't move. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm rolling with. My biggest concern for this game for the Colts, obviously we know what the Colts want to do. They want, they want to run Jonathan Taylor, who is, you know, should be in the conversation for MVP this year. Absolutely. Uh, I know Vita Vea has been out for the Bucks. I think he's trending to play this week. I got, I have, you know, relook at that. Um, but obviously, he's probably the best defensive tackle in the NFL. It makes a huge difference. The Bucks have always been, you know, these last two years have been one of the hardest teams to run against. So that kind of, you know, sways me. It kind of, you know, scares me just a little bit. Obviously, just run Jonathan Taylor. Um, but this, I think, this is a perfect spot to show why the Colts traded for um, Carson Wentz. Bucks are one of the worst in the secondary. Uh, I think they're just a little bit above Washington when it comes to this stat. So this is a place where you know Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal uh, can really make a huge difference in this game and. The, the over-under on this game is it's, it's above 50. I think it's at like 53, 51 and a half. It might, that might have changed by now. Um, and I think this could be a shootout because the Colts are terrible in the secondary. Last week we did hold off, you know, um, Josh Allen. But the thing, the Bills don't run the ball, so it's kind of easy to play, you know, the pass defense. defense. Bucks can run the ball for any net. If the Colts are going to make the playoffs, I mean, this isn't a must win, but this is a win that you would like to have considering the, the teams you still have left to play. You know, we still have the Cardinals and we still have the, the Patriots left. So 
at home. Colts are one of the best teams against the spread this year. You know, give me home puppies plus three with my heart. You know, give me give me the Colts, baby. Yeah, at home. I mean, it's a safe bet. Nothing's yeah. guaranteed, but feels right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. I mean, I just I just hope it's a good game. It's not a uh, you know a bad Carson Wednesday where he's we see him running around and throwing it with his left hand. Tom does love to haunt the Colts. Yeah, but that was when he was in New England. Maybe maybe it's a little bit different. He's been down south, you know. Maybe was some. I don't think so. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, but um, all right, let's move on to the second Dust Bowl of the week. We are going with the New York football Jets against the Houston Texans. Um, Texans at home are minus two and a half. Zach Wilson will be the quarterback for the Jets this week, so that might change people's opinions here. Uh, Nick, what do you got? Yeah, I think the Zach Wilson thing actually hurts the Jets here. Uh, <laughs> Texans, you know, just crushed the Titans. So I'll go with the Texans. Feels like another coin flip, but uh, they're probably the hotter of the two teams. Yeah, I yeah. think Tyrod. I think Tyrod is actually like he's a, a formidable quarterback. Like I, I don't know, he's not a star, obviously, but he can win games and. Zach Wilson has not proven that he can win games yet um, under a field goal with the game being in Houston. Uh, I'll lay the points, take the Texans. Yeah. I, I go back to my, my original statement with Matt Ryan versus uh, Trevor Lawrence. This is rookie quarterback against a veteran quarterback. Um, not saying Tyra Taylor's, the, the, you know, the greatest quarterback and, you know, as a veteran, but he's shown us that he can win games. It looked very well last week in Tennessee. They, you know, they beat the Titans. Uh, I, I just like where the Texans are heading. Um, so give me the Texans minus two and a half at home. I, f- I feel like that should be a little bit higher for a spread just because of Zach Wilson coming back. I, Zach Wilson's looked like crap. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything. He's not shown anyone why he was the number two pick. Uh, Texans have a better defense than the Jets. Yeah, just Texans all day there. All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. We're into the midday games now. Um, we are going to the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the Denver Broncos, in which many people are saying might be the trap game of the week. Chargers are minus two and a half on the road uh, against a divisional opponent. Um, Nick, what do you got here? I think the Chargers are a really good team, and I think the Broncos are a pretty average team. Um, I know the Chargers like haven't been excelling as much lately, but Herbert's awesome. I mean, Herbert's I think certain, team. you know, certain will take out one of Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, um, but that's fine. They have Austin Eckler and, and whatever receiver that certain does not cover that play. Um, so I, I like the Chargers a lot here. Yeah, uh, like Corey was mentioning, this feels this line feels like a trap uh, going into Denver. Uh, Denver getting points. Um, the Chargers showed that they can't stop anyone playing the Steelers last week, and 
allowing, I think, 30 or 32 points, something yeah. like that. That secondary is pretty banged up. Yeah, yeah, not not great. Not a great look um, because I don't think the Steelers' offense is good. Uh, Big Ben needs to hang it up. But um, it's a tough one, man. Um, it does feel like a trap line, but I, I agree with you, Nick. I'm going to take the better team here under a field goal, and I think the better team is the Chargers. Um, and the fact that it's under three points, I think, is uh, is – is why I'm taking it. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think the uh, the Chargers last, last week showed us the team that can be. You know, they were on a kind of a three-game skid there. Um, and then, you know, Steelers coming to town. They looked better. They put up a bunch of points. I like the offense more for the Chargers and the Broncos. Um, you know, Justin Herbert is probably the quarterback of the future in the AFC. Um, he showed it. He looks great. Um, I don't think, you know, people are saying this trap game because where the line is, but you know, I, I just like, you know, the quarterback play better on the, the charger side than the Bronco side. Um, so I'm also on the chargers minus two and a half here as well. Do we have a uh, PB pick for this one? PB is going with uh, the Chargers, so we've got a clean sweep for the Chargers. Um, he says, Herbert is the truth. I usually don't like taking away divisional favorites, and especially the Broncos, but I just think the Chargers are truly a good team. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, to I that, yeah, to that, I think, too, that, like, even though that defense just let up 30 points to the Steelers, I think the Steelers' offense is better than the Broncos' offense. And I think um, – that the Chargers offense has shown that they can put up points in bunches. So I think there's a chance that they even run away with this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, the only thing that scares me is, you know, Broncos do have a pretty good defense. Chargers still a little bit banged up, but um, if it comes to a shootout, I think the the Chargers have better offensive weapons than the, uh, the Vikings or than the um, Broncos do. So all right, moving on here. We got the – this is a very intriguing game. I, I When I saw this come out, I, I didn't know which way to go with it. You have two pretty good, hot teams right now. You got the Vikings traveling to the 49ers. Uh, Niners are three-point home dog – or three-point home favorites against the Vikings. Um, Nick, what do, you, what do you got? I think this is going to be a really good game. Um 49ers offense looks really good. That offensive line is killer. And with Kittle and Debo playing the way they are, it's hard to bet against them. And the Vikings are also coming into this game off some good wins as well. Um, but I think I like the Vikings here a little bit more. Um, I think San Fran's defense is just a little bit too vulnerable for them to stop T-Bone Kittle. So I, I I just see that happening all day. Wait, you mean to stop Jefferson and Thielen? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think I've been on the Vikings a lot this year. Um, they looked pretty good against the Packers. Packers. Uh, beat the I mean, Packers. Yeah, they beat, yeah they, they beat the Packers in overtime 34-31. Niners are – one of the worst teams at home this year, which is 
and a very odd thing to have, um, especially when you're fighting for a playoff spot, that you've lost more games at home um, than you've won. Usually when a team is fighting for a playoff spot, that's usually flip-flop. Um, I just I like the Vikings offense. I think it's more I think it's more potent than the 49ers. We know what the 49ers like to do. They like to run the ball, get to hold the ball, um, which they've done the last two weeks extremely well, getting Kittle back. Um, they're they've kind of figured out the running back situation over there um with Hasty and um is the other guy. Well, yeah, Debo. Debo's running the ball in the backfield as well. Um, but I just I, I know I, I like the Vikings here. Um, I think they're trending in the right direction. So give me Vikings plus three. I think this is going to be like the shootout of the week. We'll talk about it in daily fantasy later on, but this is the game that I think I'm most excited for fantasy wise, DFS wise, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, uh, the over under is only 49 right now. I love that over both yeah. these, both these teams coming off, putting up 30 points uh, in their last games. I do agree with you guys. I, I like the Vikings here at uh, plus three. I think this game is probably closer to like a pick em If I, yeah. you know, like it's, I think it could really go either way. So I'll take the points here. I think that, um, I think that the 49ers are going to have a very tough time covering Jefferson and Thielen. And, um, you know, I, I think that both teams are going to put up points. Like I said, love the over here, um, and I'll take the Vikings plus three. Yeah, the other thing you have to think about is, like, if this game gets into a shootout, who do you trust more? I mean, is it Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G with his weapons? And and I know that those both those quarterbacks are probably in the same tier. Um, I just I just like the Vikings' offensive weapons more than the 49ers, so that's where uh, I'll be leaning. Dalvin Cook's probably the best player out there. Yeah. Or Jefferson. Honestly, he's playing like Jefferson. maybe the second best receiver in the NFL. Besides Jefferson. besides Tyreek and Devontae, I think he's like playing at that level right now. Oh, so easily, yeah. I like the picks. I like the picks. All right. Moving on to which is probably the game of the week. Um, two Super Bowl contending teams here. You have the LA Rams traveling to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And the Packers, Packers at home right now are minus one. Um, I this is this, this is line kind has of, flipped. This line has flipped. It has. Yeah, we've got uh, Packers plus two now. Probably Packers because of all the air at home. Probably because of all the Aaron Rodgers toe stuff. Oh, his his pinky toe is causing the line move here. His, his COVID toe. Yeah, I think his toe's going to be just fine. Uh, it's a good thing he doesn't throw with his feet, and he's not a mobile quarterback. So, like, I honestly could care less about his toe. If he's going to play, he's going to play, and he's going to play at the Aaron Rodgers level we all see every week. Um, I think it's kind of a no-brainer to take the Packers here at home, plus two, coming off a bad divisional loss. They need some wins, and, you know, at – at first glance, this just looks like a good a good matchup, right? But I think down the road, this is actually a game that could decide who has home field advantage in the playoffs. So the Packers are going to approach this knowing that they want Jalen Ramsey in the snow. 
um, Devontae Adams instead of their home field. So um, I think the Packers are going for the, the big win here. So with the points, like it's kind of a no-brainer. I do, I do think that uh, Aaron Rodgers' toe in the cold is going to be more of a factor than uh, we may be thinking. I, I think it's actually kind of bothering him a little bit here. And I, Nick, you're right. He doesn't necessarily need to throw with his feet a ton. But uh, <laughs> that Rams defensive line is going to make him move in the pocket a lot. And I think that uh, they're going to cause some, some problems for him. Um, the other weird piece about this is the, I mean, the line movement is fairly indicative to me that Roger's toe injury is actually something to be taken seriously. Like, I, I think if it wasn't a big deal, the line doesn't flip and they don't become home, home, uh, home dogs. Uh, so for those reasons and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Rams are coming off a of bye, right? Yep. Yeah, so I think McVeigh coming off a of bye, basically having a week and a half to two weeks to game plan this, um, I think is going to bode well for the Rams. And under a field goal, um, I'm going to roll with Rams minus two here. <clears throat> this this game has been hard for me because I've been you know ringing the bell for the Rams to come out of the NFC as the Super Bowl contenders. Uh, Packers have been extremely extremely good against the spread i think they're like nine and two on the season they're yeah. one of the best teams um and they're at home and they're getting points it's hard to bet against aaron Rodgers. you know uh, reigning mvp um you know obviously he doesn't think he's his toes uh, an issue as indicative that he took a uh at his press conference he held up his foot to the cameras and now that his foot Picture is now his Twitter grant his his Twitter gram, his Twitter uh, profile picture. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I like this is a hard one. I I'm going to take the Packers at home plus two. I just think it it's it's going to be a really good game. It's I think it's going to be a close game, um, and for that reason, I'm just going to take the points, um, especially with a another you know Super Bowl contender team. Um, so give me the Packers plus two here. That defense has been playing amazing. Too. Yeah. That, so that's, it's not even just Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I would say like any other quarterback, like not being as mobile is a big deal. But for Aaron Rodgers, the guy doesn't make mistakes. Like he knows when to get sacked. He is amazing at throwing it away and like making those last second decisions where I would say probably 99% of quarterbacks, it would be a big deal and a game changer because that would lead to more turnover. So I get, I totally agree with the, the rationale. I just, just don't think it applies to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think that's enough, totally though. fair. I, I think that's yeah. totally fair. I mean, the dudes are free. He's like the only guy, him and maybe Tom, uh, are like, all right, you know, they're not making many. Although Tom this year has been making a lot of mistakes. So just Aaron Rodgers. Very true. Very true. I The thing, I, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers is still he's so good. Yeah, like, and, and I so think, good. and I, I just think that a, a little toe injury is not going to prevent him from winning this game, uh, nor not covering this game. So that's that's my only rationale. It's just it's so hard. Like 
Aaron Rodgers at home. I mean, what's his like stat line? I, I wish I had in front of me because I'm pretty sure the, the, I'm not going to get the exact numbers right, but uh, his overall home record I was looking at last week is something like 89, 14 and one or something. Yeah. Not, again, not against the spread, but just straight up. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's that's, insane. <laughs> that's <It's> crazy. Insane. <laughs> and I, and I think Aaron Jones might be available for this game. I'm not, I think he can, he's, he's still carrying a questionable tag. Uh, going in, but I mean, still, it's Aaron Rodgers. AJ Dillon's like putting up just as much production. It's like yeah. not even like he's. You don't even feel that loss. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, let's go into Sunday night's game. We have the Cleveland Dog Pound Brownies <laughs> traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens coming off a 16 to 13 win against the Chicago Bears. Yeah. With a back quarterback. Uh, Brownies taking care of the Lions, not covering, but um, they've won that game. Called that Nick, one. What do we, <laughs> you did. You were, you were, you said. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't think I called cover. that maybe perfectly. Um, sitting over here with my magic eight ball, but I, I got to start out with saying, Corey, I'm just disappointed you didn't save the uh, Super Bowl contender title matchup for this game. Um, <laughs> but we'll move past that. Um, huge game. I, the Browns and Raven, I don't know who the Ravens have in between the Browns, but the Browns schedule is Ravens by week Ravens. So they're playing a, a two series soccer leg here. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting. I think the Ra- Ravens are, are slightly worse than their record. Um, they're pretty hit or miss. Like they're either they're on or not. Marlon Humphreys is not playing the same. Matthew Judon's dearly missed on that defense. Um, they're not getting nearly as much pressure this year, I think, on the quarterback. Um, and it's not helping out a secondary at all. So we're starting to see that. That being said, I don't – I don't know. Jarvis is going to have to have a huge game. DPJ or Hollywood is really going to have to step up. I think the bright side of things here is we have Kareem Hunt coming off like a five-week yeah. bye. He's going to he's gonna have the freshest legs out there. So I think this is a huge Kareem Hunt game. And I'm going with the Brownies. Backs against the wall. Here we go, dog pound. Give me the points, baby. Lock them in. Lock them in. Oh, and you know uh, what? I'm feeling, I'm feeling aggressive here. Coming from Cleveland, that's where my heart is. Lock of the week. Browns plus lock four. Lock of the week. <laughs> oh. There it is. There it is. Lock it in, baby. Um, this is, this is going to be a tough game. I think this is going to be a hard-fought game. I think that the under is – I yep. don't know what the number's even at, but if it's anything higher than, like, 35 – <laughs> under is is worth is definitely worth sprinkling some money on uh kind of funny here the tickets are right now split literally 50 50 50 percent on both tickets and money is both they're both 50 50 so um so this game is clearly uh, a toss-up in everyone's minds i didn't realize that the browns how do they schedule that like Ravens by Ravens. How is that part? Of, how can they do that? I, I don't know. NFL. I don't know. That's super yeah. Weird. I think whoever made that part of the schedule is like who also does the London games, probably in London. 
they, you know, have the whole soccer legs over there. They play teams back to back. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is tough. It, it, what, another kind of tidbit here is that Baker is finally not carrying any sort of injury or questionable tag into this game. I know he's definitely not fully healed, but uh, it seems like he's going and trending in the right direction there. God, I think this yeah, is I think the scary game. thing there is um, the coaching staff really leaves it up to the players in Cleveland to decide – you know, like make that last decision of if they're going to play or not. And we're kind of at this point where unless, you know, Baker has a broken leg and, and physically can't walk, the guy's going out on the football field. He's got more heart and, and drive than anyone I've ever seen. Um, you know, his pro comparison coming into the league was Brett Favre. And I think the past couple of weeks, not saying he's been playing at the Brett Favre level, but his toughness certainly matches the old yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and I mean, I think part of that too is contract here. Like he knows he's got to perform and he's got to be out there yeah. and playing. Yeah, um, I think so. Like, I don't know where to go with this game, and so my pick is solely going to be based on I think the Ravens will win and cover this game, and then I think whatever the line is in two weeks when they play again, I think the Browns probably win that game after a bye and playing them, basically getting three weeks of, of scouting on this Ravens team. Um, yeah, so so this week I'll go – I'll take Ravens. Was it minus three, minus three and a half? Four. That's four. four? It's four on DraftKings right now. And that's why I like it even more because it's like these teams are always, you know, at each other's throats. So yeah, so if you could get more than a field goal, like I, I feel yeah. pretty comfortable taking points. But – yeah. I'll, I'll stick Ravens minus four just just for the hell of it. I think I think right now the the Browns are getting healthier. Nick, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, you're getting another tackle back in Cochran. Yeah, Cochran Conklin should be back. Not, not Cochran. <laughs> PG show, Corey. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's back. He's back. Uh, you got Kareem Hunt coming back. I, I just. I I never this entire year I think the Ravens have just been vulnerable. Uh, their defense is not the same defense. Uh, you saw the Bears. I mean, they didn't put I mean a bunch of points, and the Ravens were playing with a backup quarterback. But it's still, you know, that still shows. And I think I think the you know the Browns are going to run the ball the way they want to run the ball, and the Ravens are very vulnerable against the run. So give me give me the Brownies. Traveling to Baltimore, uh, plus four. I, I just – I like the line. I like – it's a division game. It's hard to beat divisional opponents by more than, you know, a touchdown for most for most cases. Um, I just I, – I like the Browns here. So – and this is – again, this is another game where, um, yes, the Browns play them two times in a row. But if, you know, this is either a split – you either split these games – and you have a chance for the playoffs or you win both these games and you have a very, very likely chance of making the playoffs. And I, and I think the Browns are better than the, the Ravens at this point. I know it might be crazy to say, but um, I just, I like the Browns. And, and I think Baker, if he is getting healthier at, you know, throughout these weeks, he's not getting hit as much. I, I like him 
you know, leading this Browns team. So, but we will move off that game. I think was PB on the the Ravens. I'm sure he was. Yeah, yeah, he was just trashing Baker. Yeah, yeah, I assumed he would be. He's uh he's a little salty right now, guys. Uh, the Saints are no longer in the playoff hunt. They are just decimated. God, <laughs> Four losses in a row. Fifth one coming in hot. Yeah, that team. Yeah, stinks. the Saints are trending. So, so PB's rationale now is just to attack Emerald's teams. But um, all right, Monday night game, which is going to be my lock of the week. Um, I am taking the Seattle Gross Seahawks on the road traveling to Washington. I think Seattle, again, this is a, another thing that I weigh heavily into my betting is who has a better quarterback, Russell Wilson versus Tyler Heineke. I like Russell better. I like the Saints offensive weapons better. Um, I, th- you know, last week was a must win from and they lost. And bad. What did I say? Saints. 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 So, <laughs> Saints are on my mind. Yeah, it's no, not Seattle, true. <laughs> Seattle has to win this game. They're, you know, they're playing. Does it even matter? They have three wins right now. No, they still have a chance. The, the I o, think they're out of it. The O ten. No, no, no. Wait, hang on. The O ten and one Lions still have a chance to make the playoffs. So if they have a chance to make the playoffs, the Seahawks have a chance to make the playoffs. Not saying it's a high one. It's a very slim margin, but they got to win out. This is a game I think Russ cooks this game, and I think he goes for, you know, 350 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Wow. Big one. Yeah. I, Corey, I agree with you, though. I hear I, I love the Seahawks in this game. Um, I don't think the football team is all that good, and I think this is a big fade the public game. I think that the public's going to be all over Washington. Uh, because of Russ's last two games and the Seahawks looking yeah. like absolute garbage. But uh, like you're saying, um, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. It's slim, but there's still a chance. And I think that a guy like Russ and a coach like Pete Carroll are never going to give up on a season until they're yeah. mathematically completely eliminated, um, especially Russ. Like that dude is just an absolute freak when it comes to, you know, being on the football field and, um, you know, giving it, giving it everything he's got. So um, definitely fading the public here. I'll go with the Seahawks plus one. I don't know. They took down Tom Brady. They took down Cam Newton. Seems like they're just uh, going through old quarterbacks here and showing them who the, uh, the new guy in the league is Tyler Heineke. Um Tony Gibson, I think, is pretty good. Yeah, he's probably it's probably the X factor for me in this game. If they are to beat the Seahawks, I think they they got to do it with him and McLaurin, um, and they both have to cook. But I don't know the the Seahawks do not look good. Russ does not look the same. I know it was out a couple weeks. Probably is going to take him a few to get back in the groove, and this should be the game he does it. But. Um, I don't know. This this doesn't feel right to bet the Seahawks to me. So I'm going with the Raiders or the Washington football team, not the Raiders. I don't know why I said that. You can tell we're recording late. Everyone is just dropping random teams and left and right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking a little bit here. 
All right. So Alex, did you have a, your lock? Yeah. I forgot to give my lock here earlier. I'm, I was between two, two games here. It was between the Vikings and the Rams. Um, I'm going to lock in the Rams minus two for my lock of the week. Uh, one, uh, one little piece just to like toss in here at the end. Stafford knows the Packers his entire career. He's played them twice a year. So I think that on top of the bye week, on top of the Rams defense matching up well against the Packers offense, uh, I think I think that they go into Lambeau and and win win a tough fought game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure PB had Seattle as his lock of the week as well. He did. Okay. All right. So Nick is on the Brownies as his lock. Alex on the Rams is his lock. Um, and then PB and I are both on the Seattle Seahawks for our locks. Um, I think it's going to be, I think, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be an interesting slate here. You got really, you got a lot of good games here. There's a lot of opportunities here, especially for teasers. Um, so keep that in mind, um, especially I think a good teaser here would be moving the, you know, you can get the Browns at minus nine or plus nine and a half. Um, I like the Texans moving the Texans plus uh, from minus two and a half to, you know, plus two and a half uh, Colts at home, moving them from, you know, plus three to six or plus nine. Um, and then the Titans Patriots game, whatever, which way you feel like um, basically you get that, down to a pick them for the Patriots or to Titans plus 12. Um, either way is a good one to move that to. Um, with that being said, we've now moved on from the slate. We are now going to move into DFS very quickly. Um, we're going to run through these games. We'll probably spend more time on the more important games um, than, you know, the dust bowls of the week. Not saying that there's not plays from those games because, you know, if you do play DFS, weekly um you do have to get different in some areas and sometimes as playing those crappy games um to find a gem to win money um but with that being said the first game we will be talking about on the dfs slate will be the carolina panthers traveling to the miami dolphins um let's see here you guys have any picks for this game that you're looking at that you like a lot I uh, I don't love this game, but I think like you're saying, if you want to if you want to be different and play a game that's probably going to be pretty low owned across the board. I think um, I think a decent stack here is uh, Cam, DJ Moore, and then running it back with a guy like Kasiki or Waddle. Yeah, uh, I think Cam's rushing upside is obviously huge uh, for DFS and for fantasy. Um, the Miami defense, pass defense, is is pretty bad, and I think DJ Moore is is going to work his way into like the top ten conversation wide receiver wise if he's not already. Um, so I think if you do play this game, that would be uh, my my stack play here. Um, and then on the other side with Gesicki and Waddle, both those guys get you know ten targets from two a game. So yeah, uh, good upside on both of those. Yeah, I like Gasicki more than Waddle here just because um, I think he has a little bit easier of a matchup. But 
I actually don't like anyone really from this game. There's not great setups. I, I think game script doesn't really go in anyone's favor. I think it's a low scoring game. Um, and I, I don't like DJ Moore as much, honestly, because he did really well with, with Darnold those first four or five games of the season, but he put up, I think, five in a row under 10 points. Uh, last week, he finally broke that streak at 16 with Cam, uh, which is promising, but um, I just I just don't see it against this Miami defense, who I think is is playing better than people give them credit for right now. So, yeah, if if I were to pick someone from this game, I mean, you got Chris McCaffrey um, at nine K, um, which actually he's not. He's even like the, back to his normal price. He's not even the highest paid running back or highest salary running back this week. Um, he's actually sitting behind. Um, MVP Jonathan Taylor at 9,100, but, um, you know, it's hard not to play Christian McCaffrey just of, of all of his upside catching the ball and running the ball. Um, I like, I don't mind DJ Moore nor Robbie Anderson, um, at their price tags, obviously DJ Moore at 6,200, uh, Robbie Anderson's actually all the way down to 4,600. I mean, I don't think he's actually close the 5,000 mark yet this year. Uh, but I think Cam Newton brings a little bit more to the table than uh, Sam Darnold did. And and even Cam Newton at 5,600, I, I think that's still grossly under like underpriced, especially with his running upside, especially within the one-yard line or the goal line five in. He does like to run the ball. Um, yeah, I, I, I like what Alex touched on. If, if you are going to play this game, uh, Miami's, you know, bring back Jasicki or Waddle. Um, Waddle has been targeted one of the most of any other receivers by his quarterback over the past couple of weeks. So I don't mind it. It just Carolina has such a good uh, defensive secondary that it's hard to throw the ball on them. So that's why if I was going to, to play anyone from this game, I think it'd be more uh, Panther players than Dolphin players, in my opinion. Agreed. Yep. Um, anything else on this game? Nope. All right. Uh, next one is going to be the second Dust Bowl of the week, which is Atlanta going to Jacksonville. Uh, you know, we touched on Cordell Patterson probably going to be back for this game. Um, this is actually this this could be one of those games. It's a Dust Bowl in terms of watching value, uh, but I think there's a lot a lot of plays here um, for DFS plays. Um, so, Nick, what what do you like in here? Um, if James Robinson plays, I think he's pretty worth it at 6,200. Um, he, he's always like sneaky good. He's 15 points at least every single week, I think. So for 6,200, I think he's, he's definitely one of my favorite plays. Um, you could kind of do whatever you want against that Falcons defense, really both sides of the ball here. So, um, it's kind of just more based on the price. I think this is going to be a kind of a fun one to do a uh, showdown captain mode in, I think. Yeah. So yeah, this would be. I'm definitely going to play a few of those. Um, Kyle Pitts, I think is obviously a good one. And then if you have to play a Falcons receiver, uh, his name's like Ochavis or something like that. <laughs> something with an O. Harris? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but. Um, 
I think he, he's probably the best receiver on that team. Russell Gage hasn't really done a whole lot. So, um, yeah, I like those guys. Cordell Patterson's back, so I think he's always a good play. You just got to hope that they don't limit his snap count there. So, Yeah, um, I am probably – I'm curious, Corey, your picks here because I'm probably fading this game across the board. Um, I don't I don't really see a ton of value um, in this matchup. I don't think this I don't think there's gonna be very many points scored in this game. Yeah, the one the one thing I, I question is so Cordell Patterson's questionable and his his price tag is at sixty five hundred. Um, I just get a little worried there because if he gets hurt or reaggravates his injury at sixty five hundred, I think there's a lot of better plays a little bit above him or a little bit below him so i i tend to stay away from that um james robinson i do like james robinson at 6200 nick like you were saying the Atlanta falcons are one of the worst teams against the run um and i think he might go overlooked just because of he plays on the jacksonville jaguars and i think that people will probably fade this game like alex was saying um another one it, I understand he's not been doing a lot this, this entire year, but for a cash game, Matt Ryan at 5,500. I mean, he, he's not like, he's not like he was like, you know, this, this will probably be one of his better games. I, I know. And at his price tag at 5,500, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I do understand it, but then again, I don't because of his skill set that he's able to put up, you know, 400 yard games with three touchdowns. So I really do like a Matt Ryan, uh, Kyle Pitts stack. Uh, Jacksonville cannot stop the uh, the tight end on the year. Um, but other than that, I really wouldn't go anywhere else. I do want to say, you know, an RIP to Jamal Agnew. Um, you know, we talked about him a couple times this year, and <laughs> he, is he this the Lavisca Chanel breakout party finally? I mean, it it, it might. I mean, Jamal Agnew was their, you know, their secret weapon, and yeah. he, was, he was producing. Not saying he was winning anyone tournaments, but I mean, he was he was playing he was playing pretty well for the Jaguars, and that showed by his price tag being priced up by like a thousand in two weeks. Yeah, so. he definitely jumped but there. He did, but um, I don't think. Yeah, again, I if you are going to fade this game, I I mean, I totally understand. It's they're two gross teams, but. Um, I, I do think there's some sneaky plays in there, but uh, from one Dust Bowl to the next Dust, Dust Bowl, we'll move to the uh, New York Jets traveling to Houston. Uh, I, I, I really, really, really do not like many plays in this game. Um, no, <laughs> Alex, do you, are you fading this game as well, or are you, uh, you playing someone? I am playing the Texans defense at 2.3K. I think that is a fucking steal. Part of oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, that's a good find. Other than that, probably nothing. I don't get how the Jets defense is 2.5K and the Texans is 2.3K with Zach Wilson at quarterback, Mr. INT. Um, yeah, I, I think that'd be the, the only play for me personally in this game. And I think I, I'll probably take a, a decent amount of Houston defense. I mean, I'll just throw one in there. 
uh, it's kind of a weird one, but Elijah Moore has put up more than 10 points in the last five games last week with 32 points. And he's sitting at 5,600 against uh, the 24th ranked defense. That was also with so, that was with Flacco playing. So yeah, I know. But even before that, he was, you know, he put up 13, 27, 13, 10. Like he's still putting up good points. And uh, I think he's kind of emerged as like the number one guy there. Deep ball threat, can run the slant short routes. Like he's kind of he's kind of the only one that's able to do anything. So I think they're going to start to work the offense through him. Um, so at 5,600 bucks, if you got to play someone, if you're doing a, uh, you know, fantasy captain mode, kind of like Elijah Moore. It's not, it's not a bad play, but Nick, I'm surprised you didn't talk about Ty Johnson. Michael Carter's out this week. So Ty I Johnson. Know. Well, yeah, I can't, uh, I, I like Michael Carter. Ty Johnson's good, obviously, <laughs> but you know, uh, obviously as obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's very Brandon Cooks has been priced down now. He's under six k. Uh, usually, I I don't know how many times he's been priced under that. Uh, he's at fifty eight hundred this week. Uh, he's obviously we've touched on in weeks past. He's the only basically offensive weapon there in Houston. Uh, and I think Tyra Taylor, I think the game script last week in Tennessee, there's a, is a rainy game. Uh, it was, you know, windy It was hard to throw. I was the say, ball. He put up three points. Yeah. I know he, he didn't do much. Last they week still week won the somehow. They still yeah. Somehow. Well, Tyra Taylor ran the ball in twice. I'm pretty sure. And Tyra Taylor's only at 5,300 and he's at home. So I'm, I'm confused on this pricing. I, it's so it's so hard not to play Tyrod Taylor just based on that he you know he has running upside. He's at home. It's the, Jets. It's, it's the Jets too. I mean, the Jets pasty is is probably their their best part of their team. But I know it's, I, I, that's not I, saying much, but that, that no. might be why. But he's only two hundred dollars more than Zach Wilson. Like I I don't understand yeah. that. Um, Especially, I don't think it's going to be the shootout that you want to bet on. No, I, I don't think it is either. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, I, I like Tyrod Taylor maybe for a cash game lineup, um, stacking with Brandon Cooks and then running back with what you said, Nick, with uh, Elijah Moore at 5,600. Um, but I think we spent enough time. I think th- this next game is a uh, it's probably going to be the uh, you know, maybe the fancy game of the week. There's probably about 10 plays in this game. Uh, whatever way, whichever way that you look at it, uh, which will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to my Indianapolis Colts. Um, I have the disrespect of the week. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> in this as game. you're as you're rocking a Tampa Bay Lightning shirt, Corey. Poor timing. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, not a good look for you, man. I, I anyways, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a life raft here and kind of kind of steal the show for a second. Uh, Michael Pittman, fifty six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah. Uh, if if the Colts are to knock off the Buccaneers and Vita Vey's back, Pittman's going to have to have a massive game. Yeah. Um, like he he's going to have to get it going, and for fifty six hundred bucks, I I love that play. Yeah, I mean, the, like Corey was saying, there's there's plays all over the board 
forward here. Um, Pittman at 5.6K, that's that's absurd. That is disrespectful, like you're saying, Nick. Um, Play of the week. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor has shown that whatever price tag he's at, it doesn't matter. Since week, what is this, since week four, or since week three, excuse me, he hasn't put up less than 20 points every game. And obviously coming off of last game, if you didn't play him, you did not win any tournaments. Um, no, you didn't. So, so whatever price tag he's at, I mean, he's, that's an evergreen play. I can, we could say it every single week. And, um, you know, because there's, there's that chance that if you don't play him, let's say last week, there's no chance that you win in a big tournament. Um, another play here, don't want to take them all from you, Corey, but uh, on the Tampa Bay side of things, we're touching on the Colts a lot here. The Tampa Bay pass catchers in this game, I think, are definitely in play. Colts, Colts pass defense isn't great. Um and obviously, Tampa Bay's receiving core, those three giant human being targets that Brady's got uh, in Evans, Godwin, and Gronk, I think could all see fairly big games. If I had to pick one of the three, I think I'd go with Mike Evans here, kind of in a bounce back spot yeah, I think it's good. after last week. Um, what did he put up? Well, I guess he had, a, he had a decent game last week. Uh, so he, he had some a touchdown. Yeah. Was that? I say, yeah, I was saying he had a touchdown last week, so. Yeah, yeah. And a tough matchup, too, with Bradbury, a guy that he has not uh, historically played well against. So, uh, yeah, if I had to pick one of the three, I, I think Evans keeps rolling. Yeah. I think Gronk for 4,400 is a safe play. Only put up – he's only finished four games, and he's put up plus 10 points in all of them. So, for 4,400, I think that's a pretty pretty solid one. Yeah, especially the Colts are very, very bad historically against tight ends. So I, yeah. I don't mind that Gronk play. The only thing that pushes me away from him is how, like, how um, or how high only, how high he will be owned um, by, you know, a large tournament field. Um, I think a lot of people will see what Colts do against tight end and, you know, travel to, towards him because of his price tag. Um, another one we haven't mentioned is Zach Pascal. I know he hasn't done anything for the Colts of, as of lately. Um, the first like three games, he had three touchdowns. Uh, he's priced at 3,500 um, and he's the number two receiver there in Indy as much as it, as painful as it is to say, T Y Hilton is just, he just doesn't play enough right now. Um, and for Zach Pascal getting, you know, looks, down the field at 3,500. I mean, that's a steal, especially against a Buccaneer secondary who is horrendous against the pass. So they've looked a little bit better as of lately, but I mean, not anything as, you know, to write home about. They're not, you know, carrying this team to victory. Um, so I like that. And then again, Carson Wentz. I mean, if you think the game, it's going to be a high scoring game, it's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored. Carson Wentz at 5,800, I think, is also a great play. I mean, he's $1,600 less than Tom Brady. And Carson Wentz is a little bit – is not a little – definitely a lot more mobile than Tom Brady. Um, obviously, the Colts don't have the offensive weapons that the Bucs do. Um, I just think if, you know, we talk about every week writing up a story in your mind of, like, how a game will go, and I think this can be a high-scoring game. Uh, I don't think each 
defense is going to stop each other. Um, each defense is not going to stop each other's offenses. So that's why I like Carson Wentz as well, 5,800. But um, we shall uh, move on here from this game. Hopefully the Colts, you know, beat the brakes off the Bucks, but, you know, only time will tell. So now we're traveling to New York with Philly playing against the Giants. Um, we got any plays here, boys? Like um, maybe Javanta. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I, I like Miles Sanders as price tag, 5.1K. Um, he almost had 100 yards last game, and Jordan Howard isn't playing this week. Uh, the Eagles have finally figured out that they're a better football team when they run the ball 30 times in a game, and they're actually very good at it. Like we were uh, talking about earlier, their offensive line, um, you know, with Kelsey coming back and getting healthy has really stepped up. So I think at that price tag, um, you could see him putting up, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown, which definitely covers that 5.1K, gets you what you need from him. Yeah, I think he, I mean, like last game we saw him put up 90 yards and he didn't even break 10 points. So we need him to, to hit twice. the end zone here, which kind of stinks because um, I think they like to pass a lot with Goddard. Jalen Hurts runs a lot. So to me, he's like, he's not the best fantasy player, even though he's kind of increasing, you know, the productivity of that offense. Um I don't really like any other plays from this matchup. I think, I mean, we kind of talked about this earlier. Saquon's beat up. So, like, he's probably going to split carries with Booker. So, I don't like Giants running backs. All, you know, I think Sterling Shepard's out, Kadarius Tony's out, which leaves Galladay and Slay's probably going to shadow him. So, I don't think he's a great play, which makes Danny Dimes a terrible play. Um, I mean, Hertz has been crushing it, so I don't mind a Hertz and uh, Devonta Smith stack here. Fantasy QB one, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's all the way up to seventy three hundred, which is, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's very expensive. Um, to get to that price tag, nope. he's, yeah, he's more than Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Herbert. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's nuts to think about. I understand he has the rushing upside to get there. Um, which he's shown that he can. Uh, but I think, Alex, you hit this right, like this nail right on the head with Miles Sanders at 5,100. Um, I think that they need to run the ball, which the Eagles have been running the ball more, and they're winning games because of it. And obviously he's the number one back there. They drafted him to be the number one back. He's been banged up. Last week, he, you know, he had um, he had a great game. And at 5,100, I think that's very grossly under underpriced. Um, and then I think the Giants, you know, with all their injuries on the offensive side, firing, you know, uh, Jason Garrett, offensive coordinator, they're trying to get really different here. I They just don't have any weapons right now. They're, they're like probably one of the most beat up offensive teams in the entire like league right now. So I like uh, the Phillies, uh, Phillies defense here as well. I'm um, at 3,200. It's middle of the road. It's not, you know, it's, you know, it's in New York, but I still think that with all these injuries, where's Danny Dimes going to throw the ball? He's really good at turning the ball over. So I think that's a play there. So, um, so from this game, yeah, I think we like, uh, we like 
Sanders, we like, you know, Devontae Smith, and we, uh, you know, the Eagles defense as well is, I think, is a good, good, very good play. Um, but with that being said, let's uh, let's move on to the next game, which is going to be the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Patriots here. Um, the Tennessee Titans are absolutely decimated with injuries on the offensive side. So, Nick, take it away. I mean, there's a reason the Patriots defense is the most expensive this week at 3,900. I don't know. I don't know who they're going to put out there. They don't have any of their playmakers. So um, I think this is probably going to be a slower game. Maybe pick up one of the uh, running backs for the Patriots. Uh, If Damian Harris is healthy, I I absolutely love him. I think he's always undervalued. Um, So I like playing him a lot. Hunter Henry's doing pretty good. Um, So he's also in play too. Yeah. What the, what's going to be tough about this game, Nick, I agree with you on the Patriots running back piece. Both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevens are questionable uh, as yeah. of Friday night here. Um, so that I don't love because last week, so that third string guy is J.J. Taylor, who last week was a healthy scratch. Um, and granted, both Harris and Ramondre played, uh, but given both of their questionable statuses, I think it could be, could be hard here. And we've seen that uh, Belichick last game literally went Harris one drive, Ramondre the next drive, Harris the next drive, like just back and forth, trading off one by one. So I think it's going to be pretty hard to pick who the guy is going to be uh, in that game. I also think that uh, with the Titans, like Corey saying, decimated on both sides of the ball, um, I think this is a big under game. Another one on the slate that I'm probably fading pretty hard. Yeah. I I think really one of the only plays here is uh, Hunter Henry at 4,500. He leads all tight ends right now. I'm pretty sure with touchdowns. Um, I liked him when he was with uh, the Chargers. Uh, he's been, you know, performing this year. John o. Smith is basically non-existent nice. in the offense. Yeah, he's just he's just not there anymore, and it's it's hard to say right now who the New England running back is going to be because I think with us all agreeing that this is going to be a slower paced game that you would like to have a running back from the Patriots side, but it's hard to determine who's going to be there. Uh, what Belichick does, he's you know the Patriots have always for the most part been known for running multiple running backs every game. So I kind of lean against not playing a, a Patriots running back. Um, yeah, I, I just there's not many plays here on on either side I, that I really enjoy. Um, you know, Mac Jones at 5400, he's he hasn't done a lot this year. Like he hasn't put up massive games. He's just done enough to, you know, win Patriots. You know, the win the Patriots games, but. Um, like he's not putting up 400 yards and three touchdowns. So um, I, I just don't like him. And then on the receiver receiving side, I mean, Westbrook Nikini is like going to be the number one. I mean, how much do you like him? Chester Rogers at 35. Marcus Johnson, who we were talking about last week is on IR now. It's just, it's just a gross game. So I, I, I'm 
probably going to stay away from this game just with the, the certainty or the uncertainty of how the game script will go. I think Alex is very correct saying it's going to be an under game. Um, so, so yeah, that that's uh, that's how I'm going to play that game. But let's uh, let's move on to uh, maybe a little more of a uh, DFS game here. We got the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Alex, what do you what are you liking here? I, one of my favorite stacks in this entire slate uh, is Burrow, Jamar Chase, and then running it back with Najee. Uh, okay. Last time that the Bengals played the Steelers, uh, Jamar had two touchdowns. What did Burrow put up? Uh, no one sec. Najee had 31 yards or 31 fantasy points. Against the Bengals. Yeah. 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 So, and then Jamar had two touchdowns. Uh, Burrow didn't play great. He had 18 and a half points, but uh, they're at home. Um, they're coming off of, uh, you know, actually, I, they, they ended up beating the Raiders 32 to 13. So, like, it wasn't like their best game per se. Burrow only put up 10 fantasy points, so that wasn't great. But uh, I think that I think that the Steelers' defense isn't all that it's been cracked up to be in years past, um, even with Watt coming back. Uh, I think Burrow, Jamar, and then Najee is just, again, one of those evergreen guys like Jonathan Taylor where he just gets so much um, – so many touches that he's in play pretty much every week. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I, I just, a divisional game. I, I love Najee here at the, as price tag 8,200 um, for the amount of times he touches the ball, which you, which, you know, you talked about um, is insane for someone, especially a rookie, how much volume he gets. Um, at 8,200, he probably should be priced up a little bit more, in my opinion. Um, and then on the Bengals side, Joe Mixon, um, he's the type of player, I mean, they rely on him very heavily, especially because their offensive line is not the greatest. Um, he catches the ball out of the backfield a lot. Um, he's their, I mean, Samaj P. Ryan is just non-existent in this offense. Um, so I like him at 7,500 as well. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game for him with Cam Hayward. If TJ Watts coming back, it, it's it's a tough team to run against. Well, no, so I'm not saying run against, but the, the amount of volume he gets. Passing. Of, yeah, his pass catching. Yeah. There's I mean, going to be a lot of check downs with those two guys coming at you. Yeah, I mean, last week, actually, last week he got zero targets, which is surprising. But um, the two games before that, he had five targets. So he, he is targeted in that aspect, especially if it is going to be a shootout. Um or if we think that the the Steelers defensive line can get to Joe Burrow. Um, and then I Claypool is interesting at his price tag. I think he's gonna be overlooked extremely because um, he hasn't really done a whole lot this year. Um, he's, you know, 526 yards and one touchdown. He hasn't had the year he had last year. Yeah, um, I think Deontay Johnson's really the one that's just He's kind of the lock for me. If you're if you're playing a Steelers receiver, like he's only sixty six hundred bucks, and you know he's I, only put up double digit games. Yeah, this no, year. I mean, yeah, 
he he definitely touches the ball a lot. Um, and then tight ends, uh, Firemuth is very interesting. He gets a lot of looks, you know, in the red zone. That could, you know, it, it's just hard. I don't know. It's just hard to pick a tight end at that price range at 4,300. Um, I think yeah. I'd rather go somewhere else. Um, but he, he is he is interesting. So. Agreed. All right. Um, let's move on here to uh, the Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, this is probably a little bit higher over under than most games um, on the slates. Yeah. I think this is a huge Austin Eckler day. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think this is a lot of plays on one side and not many on the other. Yeah. Yeah. I think you get, I mean, I think Mike Williams is going to get Patrick certain. So I I actually don't like Mike Williams this week and Keenan Allen will probably get a little bit more volume out of the slot. So if, if you want to run a stack with Keenan Allen, Herbert and Eckler, I think you, you have a nice day. Um, My only concern with playing a stack here for the chargers is just the lack of a shootout. Um, You know, they could put up 30 points, but we'll see. All right. So I I just popped out for a sec. So uh, if I'm repeating anything that you guys already touched on, just let me know. Um, I think the best play of this Chargers Broncos game is uh, Noah Fant at 4.6 K. The Chargers are, I I think the Chargers are, uh, they're either the worst or like the second or third worst team against tight ends. And I think that they're going to, the Chargers are going to put up points, which is going to, you know, affect the game script of guys like Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Uh, So I don't really like them in this, in this uh, game. And Teddy two gloves is going to have to throw the ball to someone. And uh, the chargers corners are pretty good um, and, and getting healthy here. Uh, so I think Noah Fan has a, a good chance to, uh, you know, take a, a red zone target in for a score. And at 4.6 K, I think it's, it's worth taking a shot there. Yeah. I think he's probably one of the more athletic tight ends that, we have in the league. Um, so I, I like that play. Um, Austin Eckler at 8,400. I, I think he's a solid play every, every week. I mean, we saw last, he put up four touchdowns last week against the, the pay or the Steelers. Um, Justin Herbert at 6,600 is, I, I don't under really, I don't understand the price tag there. I really like him as a quarterback this week. Um, and then Mike Williams, I know Nick, you kind of, you were kind of off Mike Williams, but I mean, he's $1,700 less than Keenan Allen. And I think he provides more of a ceiling than Keenan Allen does with his deep ball threats. Uh, so I like him there. And then on the, uh, going back to the Denver side, their running backs. I know they split carries Gordon and Javante Williams, uh, but the charges are really, really bad against the running backs. Um, I just, I really wish as a Javante Williams owner that in fantasy year long fantasy that he just, he's earned it too. I mean, he's I had know. such a good season. He, he really has. And just Melvin Gordon is just there, just sucking up carries from him, which sucks. But um, at 5,200, I, I don't think it'd only be a tournament, tournament play to uh, play Javante Williams. Um, but again, we've, we've seen the, uh, the Bronc or the, uh, the Chargers give it up to the running back. So 
it's it's a it's a thought to maybe have and uh if you're like making multiple lineups and you know 50 cent tournaments to make a javante williams lineup um i'd go there but if you're playing the millie maker i, th- I think you would kind of have to go somewhere else but again that's what you know makes you the money is you being different than the entire field so um with that being said let's move on to the game of the week which is going to which is going to be the los angeles rams traveling to green bay um this is definitely the highest over under on the the slate um i think there's a lot of plays here um so nick what do you uh what are you liking here yeah, I'll, I'll save um, all the obvious ones for you guys. My favorite $4,000 play um, on the whole slate this week is MVS, $4,100. Um, if Devontae and Ramsey matchup go, go south for the Packers, they're still going to need to pass it. Uh, we saw him have an explosive 20-plus points last week. I think he can continue it, and certainly he's going to pay for his price. At a, as a floor, and I think he has a pretty good ceiling, uh, just given that the matchup that Devontae is going to have to deal with the whole day. So, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm expecting an uptick, uptick in volume from him this week. Yeah, along those same lines, Nick, I think um, if a guy, if Lazard is not playing, um, I, could, I could see this being um, like a sneaky Randall Cobb game. Um, Rogers loves to throw the ball to like his guys. Yeah. Um, and I think like you're saying, I, I still think Devonta is going to have a decent game. Yeah. He's for sure. They've, they've Ramsey and him have matched up before. And I think he's performed fairly well still. He's, I mean, I don't see him like completely tearing it up and, you know, having his usual hundred yards. I, I just think he has a lower but, ceiling this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, MVS did have a, a pretty breakout game last week, so I, I think that's a great play. And um, I think Cobb out of the slot uh, could see uh, a decent amount of targets with Ramsey. Yeah, I was kind of waiting to see what the Aaron Jones news was for the Randall Cobb suggestion. Um, but, yeah, I think that, to your point, if Aaron Jones is out, even I think even more of a play for Randall Cobb. They must uh, DraftKings must expect Aaron Jones to be playing because he's higher than AJ Dillon. Um, even there, I like. I, so the Rams have been, you know, historically really good against the run. Uh, this year they've they've been not that great. So I I depending on what's happening with Aaron Jones and Dillon, um, if Aaron Jones is playing, I I don't like it as much. Um, but I think a lot of people played Dylan last week and it wasn't like Dylan had a terrible game. He just wasn't, you know, the, you know, he didn't pay up to his price tag in my opinion. Um, so that might be a, a place to pivot onto is AJ Dillon. Uh, Cooper cup. I mean, he's $9,600. He's the most expensive player on the slate this week. I mean, as well as he should be because the amount of volume and production he's put up. Um, I like Cooper Cup, uh, especially if he's we a great this tournament game. play. Oh, for sure. I think this he he's going to be. I would expect him being sub five percent because of his price tag. People would be like, yeah. I'd rather pay for in this game Devontae Adams at you know 
a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like him. If you are looking to play um, this game, I, I'd honestly probably go, I mean, Rogers 6,900. I mean, even Stafford at his price tag, I, I, there's a lot of plays here that I'm, I'm really going to, I'm, I'm probably going to be very heavy on this game this week. This, which against goes, it goes against all of my mindset of fading the most, you know, picked game of the week. Um, there's so many duds on this slate though, that like, I think that this is a week where um, the Millie maker is going to be a stack from one of these bigger games. Yeah, no, I, I agree as well. And Daryl Henderson at 5,800, he's the number one back there. He's averaging 15 fantasy points a game. Um, and they get in the red zone. I know they love to run those little quick screens to Cooper Cup, but at 5,800 for a starting running back in a high-scoring game, I, I really do love as well. And then, I mean, besides Cooper Cup, I mean, you have, Oday, you have Odell Beckham Jr. at 5K. I'm not sure, you know, he's had – a week and a half there now, how well he'll perform, Van, you know, Van Jefferson. So um, I do like Tyra Higby as well at 5,200. Um, I, I think he's a sneaky play uh, for the tight end position as well. So um, that one, uh, being said, let's uh, – Yeah, one, one last little thing here, Corey. Just uh, on the Aaron Jones piece, the Packers have a bye in week 13 uh, next week. Uh-oh. So – so you could see them just waiting that extra yep. game, uh, just something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I, I think a lot of people are going to be off AJ Dillon this week. If um, based on his performance last week, it wasn't like he had a terrible game, but he just the game script didn't suit him as well as it should have. Um, so yeah, I, I like him at fifty nine hundred. So, um, but if if Aaron Jones is rolled out, he'll probably be just as high owned as he was last week. Uh, with the, the total of you know it being above 50 but again i i like him here i think people are gonna overlook him um but let's move into the last game um which is going to be the uh minnesota vikings vikings traveling to the 49ers um the over under is around 49 i believe so it's a high one um alex what do you like here yeah this Along with that Tampa Bay indie game are going to be probably my two most uh, played games or most plays okay. coming from those, those games. I love the top three receivers uh, in this game, Jefferson, Debo, and Thielen. I think all of those guys could have monster days. Um, and then, uh, you know, at the running back position, if uh, Elijah Mitchell doesn't play, I think uh, the NASCAR driver, Jeff Wilson Jr., at 5.3K <laughs> in one of the best run offenses uh, in the league year after year, um, obviously it's a Shanahan specialty. Uh, I think you could, you could easily see a good game from him. And even if Elijah Mitchell does play, he's at 5.4K. So, so those two guys – um, against a fairly suspect Vikings run defense who just lost one of their best pass rushers. Uh, very kind of weird and uh, another sad story with Everson Griffin. Um, we'll see, you know, just what comes out of that. Hopefully everyone is uh, you know, getting the, the help that they need. Um, but I think, I think there's a lot of plays from this game and those 
So he's still playing for them. Yeah. So uh, he was he was playing up until I mean they put him on the uh, what, what do they call it? It was what Calvin Ridley went on. It's like the non-injured reserve player list. Oh yeah, pup. Yeah, pup list. Yeah. Oh, yeah so, so he was still he was still rostered then. He's yeah. he's in, he's in a mental hospital right now. Yeah, which is not the first uh, you know kind of um, episode. No, it's not. Had. So it's sad stuff. No. But, um, in terms of, you know, sticking, obviously, just uh, fantasy-wise, he's a great he's a great defensive lineman. And so you lose a guy like that against one of the better, if not the best, uh, systematically rushing offenses in the league. Um, at those cheaper price tags, I think both of those guys are good. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my call out, too. So nothing to add from my side there. <laughs> um. Debo Samuel, as we've seen, is a dual threat player for the 49ers. 7,900, he catched, he's their number one pass catcher, basically their second running back. Um, he, he touches the ball in the backfield at least, you know, five, six times a game. Uh, they like to get him involved. I like him at where he's at, 7,900. Um, you know, on the passing side for, excuse me, for the, uh, the Vikings, uh, Thielen, I still think he's underpriced at his price tag, 6700 They look to him a lot. Um, people overlook him a lot because they want the Jefferson. I mean, 8300 for Jefferson, I think Adam Thielen is just as good, or maybe not just as good, but slightly below Jefferson. Um, so I like Thielen at 6700 I've been on Thielen the last couple of weeks, um, and he's putting up better numbers than he was early, earlier in the year. Um, and then if you want to go down to receiving options for the um, 49ers, Brandon Ayuk has been coming alive lately. Um, at 5,300, I think he can be valuable, especially if we think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which, I, which I think it will be. And um, 5,300, I think he's a great price point um, for there. Um, with that being said, uh, that's going to be all the games for this um, this week. Let's uh, go into our um, our picks for the week. Um, we're going to put together a lineup for you guys. Um, and then, again, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. If you do win a million dollars off our lineup, you do have to pay a uh, royalty fee to us um, of 50%. So just, you know, on top of your taxes, feed us the other money. So. Uh, Nick, start us off here. Um, I'm going to play the disrespectful play of the week with Michael Pittman. Way too cheap. Michael Pittman. All right. So are we? Are these our locks? Or are we putting this in this lineup? Or both? Um, We're just building. Throw it out. Yeah, right, let's we'll do it. Up the lineup, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that game is going to be a high-scoring game as well, Tampa at Indy. So let's uh, let's get once in there with Pittman, stack it up a little bit. All right. Um, from my side, I'm going to go to running back, and I'm going to put in Miles Sanders. All right. I'll round out the running backs with uh, James Robinson. All right, uh, let's throw my kind of 
sleeper of the week, we'll call it Noah Fant in there at tight end, 4.6K. I'm liking this build out right now. We, we have, uh, we're decently uh, doing pretty good with the uh, um, salary. salary here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go with um, – going to throw uh, MVS in there real quick, and I think that would be a good way that we could see how much salary we have left. Throw that in the defense, and then that'll see – we'll be able to see how big of players we could get. All right. Um, defense. Do we like? Do we like the Texans I, I kind of like the, the Texans. I, I mean, like the Texans, yeah. At that price, second wow. second lowest on the on the whole slate. Zach Wilson's good for at least two picks, <laughs> Mister Int. So, so we last have two spots. Eighty one hundred. Gold. Do we think we need to uh, run back a Tampa Bay? Receiver. Yeah, let's go with. Um, I guess let's do uh, let's do Evans because Godwin's going to be in the slot more. And we have uh, ability for everyone but Cooper Cup. Wow, in that flex spot, so that's nice. Uh, I, I don't hate the Jonathan Taylor play with the Wentz stack. No, let's let's go let's go different. Let's because I think Vita Vase going to be Eckler. playing. I, yeah, I was going to say Eckler. I was going to say Eckler. And we still got, you know, 700 left there. So that definitely uh, is beneficial, you know, leaving some variability out there, not filling yeah. out, never fill out your entire salary. For the, Well, for the most part, you don't want to, but. Um, yeah, I, not never, not never, but. I, I do like where, where our lineup looks like right now. Um, perfect. Um, like let's this. quick. Yeah, I, I really, I really do like that lineup. Actually, right. um, let's quickly just run through our um, our locks of the week for DFS, and then we'll uh, close it out. So, uh, Nick, who's your quarterback lock? Um, give me Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, I'm gonna roll with you on that one, Nick. That was my guy too. That's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Carl Wentz. At 5,800. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, running backs. Give me Najee. Najee? Yeah. I like Eckler. Yeah, I'm, I'm on you uh, with you, Nick, there with Eckler pick. Um, good thing we got him in there. Yeah, we, I know, right? We're uh, <laughs> good right now. Um, receivers. I'll let oh. you go first, Alex. I don't know. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. Um, Lock-wise, let's go – I'm going to keep playing this game, and, uh, you know, it's going to be probably my highest-owned just individual game. I'll go Debo here just with his, you know, running back exposure that they've been seeming to kind of tick up recently. Um, Go Debo. I like uh, Jamar Chase. I'm 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 on with uh, Debo there, but I think I'm gonna go with Mike Williams at 5700. Always a guy who could uh, who could boom. Yeah. All right, tight ends. Nick, who you got? Um, I really like Gronk this week. Gronky. Mm-hmm. Right, Alex. Uh, 
said it before. Let's go with Noah Fant. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to go that way, and I just – I don't want to be on the same with you, so I'm going to go to uh, Tyler Higby in the, the high-scoring game of um, the Packers-Rams game. Um, all right, well, we have run through the slate. We have run through our DFS picks. Um, a little bit longer episode here, but we hope that you guys, you know, listened through, enjoyed it, make some money this week. Uh, please like and subscribe um, on YouTube, which is at Gambling and Rambling. And then also find us on Spotify, you know, like, share, follow. And we really appreciate the, uh, the help for the channels. Uh, thank you guys. And we will see you next weekend. Go win some money. Win it. <laughs>